0: In our times, we seem to be very obsessed with preventing forest fires. And so I think it's a kind of a reflection of our own culture, which is, always sees the antidote to all evil under the pretext of prevention. Problem is, not only can forest fires not be prevented, but they are absolutely necessary for the long-term survival of any forest. Because what happens over time is that all the branches of the, of the trees are constantly dying and falling off. And so they start to build up on the ground. And the forest fire, when it happens, it destroys all that excess wood that's been piling up without causing too much damage to the forest at large. There's even certain plants that won't even put forth their seed until they know there's been a forest fire because then they know it's safe there's a future here well if you we as good-natured human beings if we tend to prevent and prevent and prevent that fire from coming what do you think happens that dead wood yeah just starts to build up and get bigger and bigger and so when the fire comes and the fire always comes it burns so big and so hot that it not only destroys the whole forest but it actually takes away the entire topsoil, so that that forest becomes a desert and nothing will ever grow there ever again that's exactly what happens to our life when we refuse to allow ourselves to burn off from time to time what is unnecessary all the dead wood in our life that is not producing fruit. That's what Lent, a big part of Lent, is all about. A slow, controlled, acute, forced fire in certain areas of my life to refresh and cleanse my body and my soul so that it might be able to receive more fully Christ. The principal problem I think of our times, though, is the sin of presumption. It's presumption that says, I'm fine just the way I am. You know, I don't need to change anything. And it's presumption that keeps us from allowing ourselves to undergo those fires of purification. Presumption says, well, if God loves me just as I am, why do I have to change? Why can't I just be who I am and do what I want to do? God understands me. I have a relationship with him with him. So why do I have to change? Well, question is, does God love you just as you are? Absolutely, 100%. But that's exactly why He wants to purify you. He wants to burn off the dead wood in our life, not as a punishment, but as a purification that will ensure us that we have a future. So that when the fires of life comes, it doesn't totally extinguish everything we are and we become a desert. You think about it, this is the way every parent loves their child. They allow them to, they don't even allow them, they push them into the purifications of life. Imagine a mother or a father who says to their child, you don't have to go to school because it's not fun. Because it pushes you. You stay home and you watch movies. You play video games. Because I, I, I want you to know I love you just as you are. What's going to happen to the kid? He feels loved. Maybe he's not going to develop. He's not going to be able to really encounter life. Or would a parent ever say to their child, you eat whatever you want for dinner. Have all the sweets. You can go right to dessert. You don't have to eat vegetables. Because I want you to feel good. Or I love you. Therefore, you can go out and do whatever you want. Have a good time. And when you come home, I won't be angry with you. You won't have to do anything. There won't be any punishment because I love you just the way you are. Does that really sound like love? And yet, how often do we ascribe those kind of features to the love of God in our life? Like God understands me. God understands that I don't need to go to church at this time. Obviously not talking to you because you're all here but I don't need to fast, you know. I, don't need, I have these problems in my life, but I don't really need to check them because God knows me. What we end up doing is conforming God to myself rather than conforming myself to God. We place God underneath us. We say, your commandments, I don't have to go by that. No, God loves us very much, more than anybody else on this earth could ever love us. And therefore, He's always calling us to repentance, to turn away from the things that are not bringing me life so that we can survive. That's why Lent is a time, a very serious time to really look at my life and ask myself, what needs to change? What needs to be burned off so that my life, my soul, doesn't become a desert. Now, People always ask me, what should Lent look like? I don't know what I need to do. I say one thing, it should look like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. And the closer that we draw to God in the flesh, the fire of His divinity, the fire of His love comes in contact with us. And He Himself burns off what is unnecessary we don't know what we need to change most of the time a lot of the times we think we need to give up one thing when it's another well how do you discern you draw closer to jesus christ and he himself will show you out of that relationship it's never going to look the same for everybody Why I'll, the best advice I can give you is to offer you for Lent what St. Paul himself says in the second reading. I implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now is an acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation to be reconciled to God. Whatever you're going to give up, whatever you want to do, do this. Do something that will bring you closer to Jesus Christ. Something that will make Him a greater reality, more profound reality in your life. And to do that, you're going to have to be willing to let go of some things. You're going to have to sacrifice some television, social media, video games, sleep, music. Think about there. All these things are defense met are. Uh, I didn't even write this down, so this is coming up. They're all, what's it called? Dang, that's right there. Coping mechanisms. Uh, maybe that's what you said, we'll pretend you did. Coping mechanisms. Look at your life to see what are the coping mechanisms. How do I deal with my suffering? How do I deal with the emptiness of my heart when I'm alone, when I'm in need of love? Where do I go? that's the kind of stuff you want to look at because Christ is the one who wants to be the answer to that. But you always have to let go of something in order to draw closer to him. Has anyone ever caught a monkey before? No? Do you want to know how to catch a monkey? It's really interesting. Okay, so this is a proven fact, all right? Science. So if you fill a jar with a bunch of rocks and you put like a Snickers on top of it, you got to open it so the monkeys can smell it. You put some kind of candy on the top of that. Well, the monkey will come out of his jungle, and he'll put his hand into the jar, and he'll grab the candy. And what do you think happens? Yeah, it's stuck. You can't pull it out, right? And then you just walk right over there, and it's trying to get away, but it can't because it's carrying that thing full of rocks. And you got a new little pet monkey. Well, what's the problem? It's because the monkey, a monkey doesn't know how to sacrifice a piece to save the whole, right? And that's what sacrifice is. It's saying there's certain things, little things that I'm holding on to that in order to save my life, to save my soul, I need to let go of. And that's how the devil gets us. That's how the world gets us. By putting little sweets in front of us that we hold on to that we're not willing to let go of. But this idea of letting go to grab onto Christ is what happens every time we come to Mass, especially today, in a very special way. We begin Ash Wednesday Mass with the re- resolution to let go of things in the world that aren't bringing me life, which is represented by the ashes that we place on our forehead, the things that we need to burn away. And we do this for one principal purpose, never just for the sake of asceticism. We do it so that we're free to grab onto Christ. So everyone's going to come down here with resolutions in your heart. You're going to receive your ashes as a sign of what you're letting go of. You're going to circle around. You're going to come right back down with your hands free. And what are they free to do now? To grab on to Jesus Christ. Body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. Jesus never tells us to let go of anything without giving us Himself in return. That's the whole point. It's not just giving up or burning away, but it's grabbing onto and receiving a new life, a new love, a new person who can fill the emptiness in my heart. So my one advice to you is don't just make... This Lent an ascetical practice. Make it a romance. Make it an encounter with the living God through Jesus Christ. Experience the purifying passions of Christ and far from preventing any forest fires in your life, he will ignite a flame in your soul that will bring your entire life to rebirth, to renewal, into redemption just by being reconciled with Him.